Easily the best game of the week was supposed to be Liverpool versus Manchester City. Because simply both teams have such amazing front lines and they're both the highest scoring teams of last season. So everything really set up this game for a lot of goals. But instead of getting fireworks and a high scoring match, we basically got a very boring game of chess. And it was so boring that I literally lost interest halfway through the second half. Twice last season, City left Anfield scarred. In the Premier League, they fell behind early on when Chamberlain struck and eventually lost 4-3. And in the Champions League, they were blown away by Liverpool in 30 minutes and lost 3-0. It was understandable then that they approached this meeting somewhat hesitantly. They were less willing to attack Liverpool with reckless abandon and less willing to turn the game into a battle of attrition. Liverpool started on top. That is what they always do under Klopp. Aim for the juggernaut early. They knew too that City would not have forgotten their experience there last season. There were some early scares, but City weathered the storm and that was crucial. They learned from their past mistakes and adapted to the challenge. The result was a very boring game, but a far more welcome outcome for the visitors. With City's formidable attackers in mind and perhaps expecting Sané to start, Klopp chose to play Gomez at right-back and bring in Dejan Lovren at centre-back. The result was a more defensive solidity, but a clear deficiency going forward in wide areas. Trent Alexander-Arnold's natural attacking inclination was sacrificed for a player who has played exclusively at centre-back this season, and that cautiousness epitomised what was to come. Both sides were afraid of the other's ability to run away with the game, to the detriment of any spectacle. With Aguero having gone off as a substitute, City appeared to not know who was on penalty duty. That cost them dear at the end, as Mares and Jesus argued over who should take the spot cake with minutes remaining. That could hardly have helped Mares at such a crucial moment, and how Aguero must have wished that he was still on the pitch to take it instead. Aguero has appeared at Anfield 10 times, but has never been on the winning side, and has never found the net. He would have fancied his chances of changing both those facts from 12 yards out. After the game, the attention was on the lack of action in the final third, but there were a number of notable performances from defensive players. Laporte stood out at the back for City, who defended well as a unit throughout. The Frenchman was an assured and composed presence, traits that Pep Guardiola's side were without, when they fell to that heavy defeat in the Champions League. There are signs that an impressive partnership is beginning to form between Laporte and Stones. The latter performed well too, keeping out Liverpool's usually irresistible forwards. They will enjoy some rare plaudits on a day when those at the other end on the pitch misfired. Mendy has made significant contributions in his game time for City so far this season in his attacking prowess. His fast-paced crossing of the ball has directly led to some of the most exciting attacking plays City have undertaken. His rangy running and his sheer force of power has rendered opposition defences confused and bemused. But if there has been a part of his game which has come under scrutiny, it has been his defending. On occasion, he has been caught out of position defensively, leaving City vulnerable to attacks from the flanks. Against Liverpool, Mendy tracked back well and efficiently cut off the Liverpool attacking route of the second ball. 
Whilst it was his first game back after a lengthy injury layoff, he looked comfortable in defence and went some way to silencing his critics. Sane has endured a slow start to the season in many ways, which for a player so blessed with natural pace is a big surprise. Guardiola has been motivating Sane in his own inimitable style. By his own admission, Guardiola says winning a second consecutive title is difficult and requires all the players to step up their game. Guardiola has therefore dropped Sane from some matchday squads, entertained talk of attitudes at press conferences, and berated Sane from the touchline. To his credit, Sane has responded in the best way possible. He has not dropped his head, he comes off the bench if asked. He runs forwards against defences, frightening opposition fullbacks, skipping at will and speed. He now also willingly retreats to press the ball and he seeks to recover lost possession. Sane is working harder now. Against Liverpool, Sane stretched their defensive lines. Striking terror with his running, he sucked the world's most expensive defender into making a poorly timed challenge and giving away the penalty. Liverpool play at 100 miles an hour and it's obvious when they drop off. Even if it's just 1 or 2%, it makes a huge difference. And on the day, they looked flat. In recent weeks, Liverpool have faced a tough run of fixtures against Spurs, PSG, Chelsea and Napoli and collectively it has taken a toll on them. Liverpool's front three were not as tenacious as usual and City's stars who had an extra 24 hours rest after the Champions League action were quicker to most first and second balls. As the season progresses, Klopp's rotation of his front men will be key. Last season, De Bruyne was the one player Guardiola found difficult to drop or rest for any games. His contribution to the team and the way in which City perform is vital, not just because of his fantastic world-class range of passing. His passing and running is the part of his game that most people see, but his greatest contribution is often his unselfishness, his willingness to put in the hard yards. De Bruyne recovers lost possession so quickly he closes down the opposition pass. He undertakes a variety of roles within the team, often switching mid-game, from deep-lying playmaker to right winger to the number 10. The positional awareness is amazing. He has had a couple of months recovery time from a ligament injury. This is the longest layoff he had in nearly three years. He has been so invaluable to both City and Belgium, he has not had the opportunity for any rest. So after the international break, De Bruyne will start his return to the first team, having resumed training last week.